0: we are the average of the closest five people around us. I sat with that for a long time. And I was like, Oh my god, I'm not them.
1: We talked a lot about who she saw herself as and who she saw herself becoming. That was the first big shift.
0: Everybody has demons. And sometimes we just are not strong enough to really shut them up every so often. It Mm -hmm. had just gotten to be so overwhelming. Everybody has dog shit under their welcome mat. (laughs) Right? Everybody has stuff. So why let this stop me from continuing to better myself.
1: We can change the past if we actually focus on building a present that is worthy of who we want to be.
0: I couldn't even begin to fathom to like design this person that I am now because I never even thought it would be possible. I was like, no, not physically possible to ever be that person. It's just not. And then like I look in the mirror and I step on the scale and I look at the labels in my clothes. It's like an everyday I have to learn that, okay, yeah, that was possible. Welcome to Stronger You Radio with Mike Dola. Join Mike and friends as they discuss issues to keep you healthy, fit, and on track to create a stronger you. Let's listen in now.
2: What's up, Stronger You family? Welcome back to another edition of Stronger You Radio. I am your host, Tanner Bays. By now, you know I am not Mike Dola uh today we've got another really fun interview it's a member spotlight interview and we're interviewing kelly stone and coach jeb stewart johnston who i like to refer to as Jebward. um <laughs> i don't know if he's ever been called that in his life but i think it's a cool nickname uh what's up guys how are you all great hey, so kelly let's go ahead and get this started with you you've been with us for over a year now is that right
0: that is right. Yes, and at this with, point, I've almost lost track.
2: <laughs> so you've been with Jeb for close to like 10 months, somewhere right around there?
0: Yep, just around there.
2: So can you just like kind of hit me with some overall thoughts on like what the past 10 months have looked like for you? What are some of the things that have gone on? Wow.
0: Uh, not a simple question. big, right? <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> I couldn't even begin to break down on how incredibly different my life is currently at this exact moment than it was however many months prior. Um, And I could never even imagine that I could have been anything close or anyone close to who I am right now, whether it's professionally, personally, with my family, with my friends, and literally every single aspect of my life, being with Stronger You has changed it for the better. One million thousand percent.
2: Look, I said we aren't going to start small and then you just like raise the stakes just a little bit.
0: You yeah, know, seriously, <laughs> like I might start crying. So just, <laughs> I'll just like put that out. Know. Just put that wording out there.
2: I hope you know that it would, A, it wouldn't be the first time and B, I'm a, I am such a crier. So like if you, if you do, it's going to be hard for me to like not join you. Um, (laughs) So for all of you listening at home, if like, it sounds like the room has gotten really dusty, that's because it has somebody's chopping onions. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So here's what I'd actually love to know because you, you know, from what you've said, like your life is a, is a total 180 from, from where it was whenever you first first showed up. Jeb, I would love to know from you. Like you have to see that, I'm sure. Like I'm sure that shows up in check-ins and y'all's correspondence, but you know, like can you point to I don't know, like a couple of things that like really jump out to you or maybe moments that you've had with Kelly where you were like, hot damn, you're a different person now. Like this is this is not the person who showed up on my virtual doorstep. Yeah, I mean, there's there's
1: been a few of those moments, but I think the moments that really stand out to me more so are there's two particular moments that Kelly really, I think, questioned and struggled hard. Because we see the gradual shift, but there was moments when it, she could have folded and given up and, and gone back to the way things were, or she could have pushed through and become this new person. And I would say the first time in particular was when we kind of had just really started working together and she had a, a planned trip to Europe. She had already You'd already lost quite a bit of weight at that point. And uh, she just didn't feel like she had the energy and she didn't know if she could do it. And I said, you know, we're going to take a break. We're going to raise your calories. We're going to send you up to Europe. You're going to have a good time. You're going to do whatever. Well, she went with a family member and, and they had a, you know, a good time, but there was a lot of eating, a lot of drinking. And she came back, had put on, you know, probably like, what was like 13 pounds or something over that break and just very dejected, um, really upset. And the big thing was like, Hey, it's okay. Like this is fine because there was a huge learning experience and she came back from it. And the things that she said wasn't, she was upset that she gained weight, but the bigger things was like, wow, I I just felt out of place. Like I didn't want to eat crap. I didn't want to drink all day. I didn't want to do all the things that everybody else wants to do that. I used to want to do. And I don't really know what's going on. And so th- that was the first big shift. It was like, she was becoming this new person, but still caught somewhat with that old Kelly. And it was, um, it was a big growth experience for her, I think. Uh, and so I looked at it. I was like, wow, like this is the opportunity right here. And so we just talked a lot about that. You know, I think we talked a lot about who she saw herself as and who she saw herself becoming. And uh, that was the first big shift. I think. Kelly, do you remember
2: that?
0: Like, like it was yesterday. And the one other thing that I quote from Jeb seriously, that was exactly what he said to me when I came home from that particular vacation, that may have been the reason why I was so able to be like, okay, I'm getting this now is he simply said to me, Kelly, we are the average of the closest five people around us. And I looked at that and I sat with that for a long time. And I was like, taking the five people near closest to me. And I was like, oh my God, I am not, I'm not them. Like, I'm no longer that person anymore. And that was like a big reality, like Mm -hmm. hitting me in the face. I was like, wow, my interest, where I'm going with life now, it's changing. And like it was very evident that on this particular trip and coming home that this was certainly a shifting point for sure. I remember that's like, like a yesterday. pretty
2: heavy realization to kind of come to, isn't it? Whenever you start to recognize like I am actually a fundamentally different person.
0: Well, because then every single relationship that I have known, whether it be family-wise, friend-wise, acquaintance, anything, it was it was changing. And that's when I was like okay, something for sure is happening here, you know?
2: Yeah, something has shifted.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Getting Kelly's input on that, it's funny. And I, of course, can't take credit for the five Uh, People thing. I definitely stole that from.
0: Yeah, I mean, like now I see it floating all around. (laughs) I'm like, oh, yeah.
1: And it's such a cliche, (laughs) but God, if it's not true, right?
0: No, but you know what? You share the wealth, you know? That's what it is. Drop the bombs, let somebody else know it, spread it, spread love. That's it, you know?
1: To me, almost, it became almost more powerful because this is, all, Kelly had already lost like 85 pounds at this point. Uh, her life had completely changed. She uh, was you know, at the point where she's going into her boss's office and asking for things she wanted, knowing well that she probably wouldn't get them, but having the courage to do it. Uh, she's got this great boyfriend. All these things are happening. and um, And I get a check-in and she's just like, and maybe had like an off week or something. And it was just one of these things where it was like, Just about her life and some difficulties she's had and, you know, how she's been on her own and she's had to do this and, and just how hard things were. And she's just, you know, it's going to be hard. And like, she doesn't know she deserves this. And I, you know, and I, I said to her, I was like, you know what, Kelly, if you decide to go out today and eat all these pounds back on and drink all these pounds back on and go right back to the person you were, no one will blame you because you know what, you've had a hard life. And if you do that, it'll be just another sad story of a girl that had a tough life. And this is this is what happened and it's fine. Or we can change that complete story and we can make it a story of overcoming tragedy and overcoming struggle and and becoming this inspirational, aspirational person. And a week later, it was just like, she's like, you're right. And she needed that. She needed a little she needed to have a little pity party. and And it, and it was good. But it was like, since then? It's just been like and when she's had an off weekend or whatever and like getting back to lifestyle stuff and being able to go out and it's like, you know, had this party in Atlantic city came back. I was like, yeah, I gained a couple pounds, but it was fun. Whatever. I'm good. I know I can get back to it. I just need to tighten things up. You know, now it's where I see like, she's going to be fine. I'm not worried about Kelly in three years. Right.
0: Yeah. I remember that week also. (laughs) I mean, Uh it wasn't, it wasn't exactly that long ago, but, but you're right. And it, it almost seems like I had been like soaring on this, like, really high, high for a really long time. And I guess I just didn't exactly know what was next, you know, and for some reason, I had just let my head take over. And I, you know, I have worked week after week, month after month, trying to not allow this chaotic brain that I possess to ruin everything that I have been doing. And, but sometimes it rears its ugly head the same way all of our, you know, everybody has demons and sometimes we just are not strong enough to really shut them up every so often. And I think that's what I needed to do. I think I just had pushed it aside, pushed all of those thoughts and all of those fears and all of those, you know, little insecurities that I know, I mean, I have to work on every single day, but I was tired of working on them for some reason. It had just gotten to be like so overwhelming. I was like, am I really living in this, you know, fluffy fairy tale life where everything seems to be sewing going so great now, but like just had to sort of get it off my chest. And that's exactly kind of how Jeb responded. He was like, listen, we all have stuff, you know? And I, and I know that because I've, Through working on yourself and, you know, privately speaking, I mean, I do work in therapy also, which in conjunction with SU is like probably the best combination you can ever get if you really do have any sort of traumas and stuff that you want to work on. But I started to remember that, you know what, and this is my phrase, I made this phrase up, I think, everybody has dog shit under their welcome mat, (laughs) right? Right? Yeah. yeah. I, I think I made that one up. Not like the five people, but I think I've made that one up, (laughs) you know? So like, you know, everybody in the world has stuff. So why am I sitting here letting my past or letting, you know, the way, unfortunately, things were dealt to me or this, that, and the other thing? Everybody has stuff. No one's here to judge it. Everybody kind of like deals with it a different way. So why, why sit and dwell on it? You know, like, why let this stop me from continuing to better myself? You know what? You're right. It is what it is, right? That's like a big line that throughout this entire journey, sometimes it just is what it is. Like, there's no answer, there's nothing you can do about it. It just is. And that is something that is. Disturbing, but once you can just swallow it and say, okay, it's very freeing, you know?
2: I think anyone who is like an avid meditator can probably tell you about like the times that like they've come to that exact realization that like I'm spending so much energy trying to like change what was or what could have been or what happened or what is sitting on my plate right now, whenever in reality, like I know that all of this effort I'm expending is not doing me any good whatsoever, <laughs> because I can't fix that. It just simply is what it is. So now I've got to play with what's available to me here. And Exactly. I feel like coaching a lot of the times is like spitting out a lot of those platitudes mm-hmm. over and over again. and And then like, waiting for the moment that for someone, they actually stick. And then whenever they stick, it's like, whoa, <laughs> like, are you a genius? <laughs> and it's like, no, not really. I, it's just, I've, I've been around this block a few times. Well, one of my favorite
1: kind of thoughts has, has always been, you know, people say you can't change the past. And uh, in my mind, you actually absolutely can change the past. And, and the way we change the past is by changing our present. And, and the story can exist and all the facts can be the same. But if the ending of that story is different, all of a sudden, like I said to her, it could have been a story of tragedy of another person who had a sad life and ended up sad and ended up doing these things. Or we can have a story when someone changes their life and turns it around, all of a sudden the past is what built this character instead of what broke this character. And to me, we can change the past if we actually focus on building a present that that is worthy of who
2: we want to be. I mean, Kelly, from all that I can tell, it certainly seems like you are if not building have built a present that reflects who you truly want to be here.
0: Every day is really strange for me (laughs) because I just, I mean like sometimes I'll just be doing things and I don't even really realize that I'm doing them now because that's just what I do. Mm -hmm. Like I don't get on the escalator at work. I get on the stairs and It's not even a thought in my brain anymore, but now I am a person who takes the stairs and not the escalator. And it's just, so like every day getting to know this person who, you know, I said a couple of weeks ago, I'm not even sure if I know where I even had the potential to go because I wasn't even sure. Remember that like big banger Mm -hmm. line I said or something like I, I didn't even know if I was like alive. Mm-hmm. And so I couldn't even begin to fathom t- to like design this person that I am now because I never even in my life thought it would be possible.
1: You yeah, know, you said something along the lines of like, I- I'm not even sure that I was really alive. It was something right, like, or
0: like I wasn't. It was a good line. like I mean, something. Yeah.
1: We
2: memed yeah. it. We, we it, memed it.
0: Yeah. 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 And when I read it back, I started crying. I was like, oh man, what am I doing to myself? <laughs> but yeah. It's true. I, I could have never guessed that I would be this person in any way, shape, or form. I mean, physically, emotionally, mentally, I'm so much stronger. I, there's every element of my life is, is so incredibly different that I don't know if I was supposed to be here or if I've actually created my life and found myself here, you know? Like, I'm not even sure what that road really was. I mean, I guess this was what it was in store for me. I guess I was, I don't know, maybe I was always supposed to do this at this time and become this person, you know? I don't know.
1: All of these experiences are, are what created you, right? You wouldn't be who you are if you hadn't gone through these things.
0: And I mean everything from like completing my first like 5k, which I've done in the time when I've been with stronger you. And then now having completed two Murphs, I'm like, oh my God, who do I think I am? Like I go to right. the gym and like I lift up weights. Like what? Like, you yeah. know, I mean, like I I never could have imagined that I would be doing like behaving that way but I like it and that's what I want to do now. So that's what I do. It, it's just its really weird.
2: <laughs> There's this line from a uh, Cheryl Strayed. It's in tiny, beautiful things when she's talking about like when people go through hardships and really hard things, she just has a simple line that is, this is your becoming. And yeah. I, I find myself coming back to that all the time. And you, you just reminded me of it here because like at times like whenever we go through a drastic transformation like we hit a point where we look back at what we've done or who we are now and we're like how the hell did i get here like what like what in the world went on and Mm -hmm. and then i like what i love about that line about like those things are my becoming is it makes it almost seem like you know what like That was my montage. Like, if if my life is an 80s movie, like, (laughs) cue up the Red Rider lunatic fringe. And, like, that's my montage to, like, get better. (laughs) And the cool thing about it, and the reason, like, we love having people like you on here is, like, it's almost like we get to talk to you on your way out of the montage. Like, you're in you're in the, you're Rocky, like, running up a mountain in the snow, and you're about to fight Ivan Drago, and we get to talk to you, right? Yeah. It's it's just so neat. It's just the coolest.
0: It's tough because, you know, we talk about goals. We talk about weight. We talk about food. We talk about a lot of stuff, right? But then I felt, you know, a couple weeks ago when things were kind of winding down with Jeb, and I was like... I want to start to learn like who I am now as this person, you know, like I'll be back for another cut or this or whatever. But like, I I have to still learn how like this body moves, how it feels like, what can it do for me now? It's brought me here and look at what I was able to do. And now it's like, I have to get to know this almost this new person because it's just so different. And so, you know, simple little tasks, like, I don't know, walking out of the house in like a a tank top. I'm like, this is new. I have to learn kind of the emotions that come along with this and learn how to feel comfortable or feel normal or feel like people aren't looking at me you know it's it's a lot more than just the food side and the this side it's it's a lot heavier than that well it can be maybe it's not for everybody but certain people i i think would agree especially if you have like a gigantic kind of a you know like a big loss i, ne- I mean i never imagine first of all i thought if i had work everything working against me whether it be my genetics or this or that i was like no nope, not physically possible to Ever be that person? It's just mm. not. And then, like, I look in the mirror and I step on the scale and I look at the labels in my clothes and I. It's like, and every day I have to like learn that. Okay, yeah, that that was possible. Yeah, like, holy crap, you know, like, and no. it's real. Yeah. <laughs> not
2: only was that possible, I did it.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean,
2: I sure did. Jeb, like, would you say that the majority of the people that we work with, like? actually do have to learn to become a new person?
1: Well, actually, you know, there's a few different people have had some, some, some very like kind of influential moments on me. One of my, one of my clients, I remember her saying the hardest thing for her to get used to was, uh, all of a sudden, like both men and women started to notice her Mm. visible. And then all of a sudden she's like, I'm no longer, she's like, it feels really uncomfortable. Now she's rocking it. Like she's like, yeah, like she's awesome. But she was, there was this moment when she was really upset, but then, you know, and I still remember, and I kind of had forgotten about this, but Kelly, probably one of the most heartbreaking check-ins was actually not a sad thing on Kelly's part, but I'm I'm just remembering this now, was Kelly had a check-in and she's talking about going shopping for a bridesmaid's dress. And this was, Earlier on in our session, and she's like, "I've never been able to try on the bridesmaids' dresses. So when all my friends are trying them on, I have to just look at them, and they have to order me a special big one. And that's something, you know, as a guy, I've never even considered that. I mean, that was heartbreaking. Like to think of a woman who, in that situation where her friends are, is getting married and it's a celebratory thing, and then to be reminded that you don't fit the normative." idea of of what a woman should look like or this thing and now the beauty of the story is that she went in and they had to order a special dress for her they had to order one smaller than what they had ah uh, yeah and that was amazing but the first part of that i was just i mean I, you know and, and as a man like that's something i never thought about never even right. considered.
0: yeah i remember that actually because you know it's it's very disheartening to walk into a store and they're not literally be a, a size that fits your body. And so I've never, you know, look, right. Infamous bridesmaid. How many weddings have I been in, in my whole entire life? Right. Literally probably like 15 or something. I don't know. How many times have I been able to try on the bridesmaid's dress on my actual body? Zero until now. And so like, I remember even having like being nervous still that day, knowing very well that like the likelihood of me being able to take off a dress off of the hanger and put it on and it would fit would be very high. But for some reason I was still so incredibly nervous walking in there. And, and I was, I was, I was shying away in the corner. One of my friends noticed, she's like, Kelly, what's wrong? And I'm like, I just, I just, I, I, I don't know. I'm just really uncomfortable. I don't know if I can, like, do it. I'm scared. And, like, give me the biggest size, you know, because I didn't want to have that experience all over again. And gratefully, I didn't. But yeah, there's, I mean, there's so many instances where things like that kind of exist. And we don't really recognize in that, that, that does stuff when you're, you know, when you're overweight, and when you can't, you know, it, it becomes part of you, unfortunately.
2: Well, just the same way, like, that the winds become a part of you, though, right? Like, just that, like, those things become, like, a piece, like, a thing that whether you like it or not, whether you want it to or not, like, they become something that defines you and that becomes a, like, you. Be, you start to, like, take those things on as a piece of your identity. And I think that's, like, why change can be so hard because... You know, we might spend years or decades, even taking on those things as a piece of our identity that don't make us feel good, that make us feel shameful or sad or or hurt or whatever. And then someone like yourself, like, starts digging in. And they're like, "No, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna change this. I'm gonna change the narrative." And yeah. you start changing the narrative and picking up these positives that, like, do also become a piece of your identity. But what nobody ever talks about is that like that in itself is a challenge to integrate. Right. Yeah.
0: Like, so I, I have like an example of that. So we talk about working out and all this kind of stuff and what this one does, that one does. And, and like, I do a whole bunch of different workouts like when I can. Right. And so like, I never once would consider myself like a runner quote, like a runner. I'm not a marathon runner. I can run five K's, but like, you know, and, and eventually a goal of mine is to do like another one and then another one and then another one. But like, I never consider myself like a quote runner. But you know what? A runner is just someone who runs. And so like, yeah, now... Yes! <laughs> like, like now I can say, you know, yeah, I'm a runner. Why not? I'm not running and winning marathons, but why can't I call myself a runner if I run?
2: You know, those times that I'm feeling... Weird enough to actually force myself to go outside and run. I can define myself as a runner. Jay, just kidding. To like Alessi or Martin or whoever (laughs) runs on our staff that might be listening to this. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Listen, I'm no professional, but (laughs) Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, it's an interesting exercise in learning how to define yourself because whenever you start to make some changes like that, you start to realize like that definition has been like the ability to define myself with whatever I want has been sitting in my hands this entire time. Mm -hmm. And I'm just now recognizing that it's there. So you are officially out of session right now, correct? I am. Yes. So I want to hear from the both of you. I'll let you start first, Kelly. Kelly what were some of the things that went on in your mind whenever you were thinking about, like, I want to move off into the wild on my own. You talked about it a little bit, but I want to move off into the wild on my own. And were there things that, like, questions that you had for Jeb to get ready for that? Um, And then, Jeb, I'd love to hear from you after, like, you know, from your point of view, like, what was important to you to feel like Kelly was prepared? Like, she was ready to move off and, and handle this.
0: I guess probably for me there was a point in there where I was like, I got to lose a hundred. I'm so close. I'm, I just, I have to do it. It's like the biggest thing. It's, it's cool. I'm right there. Right. And then I kind of was, I guess what we call like, like diet fatigued, right? Like I was tired of sometimes always making the sacrifice when life was Getting really kind of active. You know, summer started. I have a lot of things like on my social calendar, and it was a lot of being out of the house. It was a lot of being away from my normal grind that, like, I know what I needed to do to be on a cut, but we started practicing like maintenance for a while. And I wanted to be able to like navigate all of these things that were always getting quote in the way even though they're not in the way because this is life right so like i had to learn how to sort of do this i love the accountability of a coach i mean i even texted jeb this morning like my weight just to like make, you know we kind of like had a thing don't fall off text me your weight like make sure it's all going good still but for some reason i just wanted to be in charge a little bit i wanted to take a breather i wanted to get into this like lifestyle mode that we talk about where you know i've learned so much about food and what i need to do in order to be in a cut but i needed to learn how much food i can eat to kind of maintain myself and so I don't know. I think I was just ready. I think I was just ready, and I'm I'm kind of up for the challenge. Every week, there's something kind of new, and I pull through each week. I'm like, okay, I made it through, and I'm and I'm good, and everything is still okay. And it's because I I still know all of the things that I've learned throughout my cut, but just in a different sort of a manner, you know. Right.
1: <laughs> Boom! That just hits it right there. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to be in charge. Right. Yeah. I want like, it's the, you know, it's like, I want, I want the ball when the buzzer is going to go. I want to take the final shot. Like that is, that is the mindset of someone that's ready to do it.
0: So Like, like, I kind of almost in my head had this thought that I was like, all right, let me end in maintenance. Let me end here. Right. With this, this kind of numbers ish here. Let me get through all this stuff. Right. And then I am going to prove when I come back, like in the fall for like another cut that I did it. I didn't put the weight back on. I didn't do it. I like, it's almost like a challenge for me, like to take this little interim time for myself to really, really prove once again to myself that I can do it.
1: Mm -hmm. And I think that if, the people who are really successful in this, for me, especially the people who've seen huge weight loss, people like Kelly, you have one of two choices. You can view this as an opportunity, you can view this as a blessing, or you can view this as, uh, as a burden. And if you view this as a burden, it's always going to feel like that, and it's never going to take hold. But if you view this as opportunity and the ability, which it's just a different mindset. It's that growth, g- growth mindset, and, and Kelly's got that. And like right there, she says, it, maintenance is a challenge for me. Instead of people are like, you know, maintenance is so hard. I, you know, what am I going to no, do?" She's like, no, this gives me the opportunity to prove that I can not gain weight, not to prove that I can lose weight, but mm-hmm. I can, I can stay the same. Yeah. Yep. And, and, totally. and, and that's such a different outlook. So many people get off the cut and they're like, it was easy to prove that I could do this, do this, but now I don't have anything to prove. Cause I'm just staying the same. It's like, no, you have so much to prove. Yeah. Right huge thing right there.
0: Hey, listen, I've already cleared that closet three different times. I'm not doing it again. right? (laughs) Right? You know, I'm not doing it again. And so I am I will not go backwards. Like, I I won't. And so it's not even an option. I have to learn now how to do it. You know, I mean, I I will always be with Stronger You. I'm never leaving, literally. (laughs) But you know, life is life. I mean, you know, and sometimes we'll be active on program and sometimes we won't. And we'll always have everybody to lean to lean on and stuff. But like when you own this stuff, you have to really get to understand it. You know, when I see like I see a lot of times like in the groups and things like questions and a lot of stuff from new people and this and that. And I'm like, oh, man, just wait oh man, just wait, like just wait until you really get it, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
0: yeah, it's awesome.
1: The other thing that I felt okay with really is like Kelly knows, like I was like, you know, text me on, on, on your check-in day. Like, like it's kind of as difficult for me not having her check-in as it probably is for her because like Kelly, like she's a big source of inspiration for me, right? Like I see this working. I mean, there was days like I haven't cried. I think I've cried one time since like, Nineteen seventy, like seventy-eight. Like the day i was born i probably <laughs> cried and that was about it i'm not an emotional person like that but i swear for like three months i like i'd like say to my wife i'm like oh my god like i would go <laughs> kelly i her check-in just so amazing like this <laughs> the other um so but she knows i'm like
2: if she struggles like i don't care if she's in session or not she, you know we'll, we'll we'll take care of it whenever you're working with a coach especially like if you've been hyper successful to the point that Kelly has been, when somebody moves along, it's like, this is not like goodbye forever. This is like, uh, I'm still going to talk to you, you know,
0: but <laughs> please still be my friend. <laughs> yeah, but It still
2: feels like, a like man, like m- this is a shot in the heart because like you don't realize like, the highlight that you have become to my day as a coach or like the things that like I might come to understand more deeply because I've helped you understand them or things like that. Like coaching truly is, I think an exercise in like learning the same lessons over and over again. It's just now we're learning them through our clients and they're like teaching us the gravity of those lessons.
1: Right. You know, it's so funny because you'll hear a lot like, oh, you know, once you have a long term client, like the check ins are just kind of quick and you're just like, I'm like, I don't know who you guys are working with because Kelly, <laughs> like Kelly and my, like, he was getting, like, 10, 12-minute videos, like, writing me, you know, like... Novels. Or, yeah.
0: And, but I it go, was like, great. paragraph, 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 yeah. paragraph. And thank God
1: you'd understand to separate paragraphs, because if it's I know, I know.
0: Like, each topic is a different paragraph. Yeah. That's what it is. But <laughs> that
1: became such a part of my routine that it was like, okay, like, there was never a chance that I was glossing over Kelly's check-in. And I think right. that also explains her success. And I tell my clients all the time, I say, you know, guys, like the spreadsheet's cool. I can use the data and I can interpret it. If you're a robot, awesome. But I learn so much more from what's in that body, that email. I learn so much more when she talks to me about, you know, um, Wow, you know, I, I like the story about, uh, about going to, to try on the, the, uh, bridesmaids dresses or, you know, going with friends to Atlantic City or, you know, uh, St. Patrick's Day in Rockaway, which anyone who doesn't know Rockaway, <laughs> every Irish per- cop is a person. Like, moved down years ago. So, St. Patrick's Day is quite a thing. Um, You know, but like, that's those are the things that that I learn about the person. And that's also kind of makes it harder when one is like, wow, like we shared a big, our our week, we were, and she was sharing with me, but then I was sharing with her because how do we relate? It's what I went through this week, too.
2: Yep. I can't even begin to tell you how many times, like, I've had somebody move along. And, and almost like the next check-in rolls around and it's like there's a hole. And I'm like, wait a minute, like why is my day off? <laughs> like, like what what's going like what's it's, going on?
1: And it's Wednesdays, man. And my Wednesdays, I mean, on my Wednesday, <laughs> I had Kelly. I had Chris Sheldon, who's like 120 pounds down. I've got uh, my client Sue, who she's also like 85 pounds down, and all the same people. They send me like great, you know, big emails, and and it was just these. This day. and like, Kelly's my first, you know, one that's moved on to that group, and they're all going too soon. It's all coming, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh. but you know, it is. It's it's. I you know, I think it's also this source of like pride though when I see that she's saying like, I've learned these things and I'm ready to, I want to try this on my own. I want to make yeah. that I can do it. It's like, all right. So, so I think, you know, maybe I have done my job. Maybe I've fulfilled my duty in that I've, I've given her at least the tools to do this.
0: For sure. hundred you know- percent.
2: First off, Kelly, please know that like while hearing your story has been super cool, the whole reason we actually recorded this is to keep Jeb from getting too bombed out on a Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> so we we wanted to like try and let him down as easily as we can. So I really appreciate you you agreeing to like be be the real MVP here. Uh, but I don't know how long you've been off on your own, but how's it going?
0: Um, I mean, I think it's only been what, maybe one week, two weeks. So it's, it's still really new and, you know, it doesn't really feel like aside from the not sending an email, but it's, I can't really speak to that because I texted Jeb this morning, you know? So, (laughs) so I don't know. There hasn't been, we haven't really gone very long without communicating just yet. And I am still 100% tracking. I I weigh, I measure, I track, and I plan. And so nothing really is very different aside from, well, not even, like, because I said, I texted Jeb this morning, my weight. So, you know, I'm like, still sailing, everything's still okay. And so it feels a little different, I guess, like on my side, it feels a little different. But you know, I'm still very honest with myself. I mean, Jeb ingrained in me, he was like, throughout all of these months, he like one of the biggest things, probably one of the biggest reasons why I've learned so much too, with him is he is very, very big on you have a blowout day, you track that puppy, Yeah, like, see those numbers, see it. And so when you do that, and, like, he knows, I sent him all my blowouts. And sometimes, <laughs> you know, sometimes there was day after day with big blowouts. But, you know, having that knowledge is more than, like, just putting it in your phone and kind of moving along. Like, you, you get it, you understand it a little bit more because you're like, look, look at what this can do. You yeah. know, like, just one day, look. And so there's no, oh, I don't have a coach. I'm going to like cheat and do whatever I want now. Like there is none of that Mm -hmm. because like I've already seen what that can do. So no, it's planning, it's measuring, it's weighing, it's meal prepping. That's what it is. You know,
2: there's real power that comes from not hiding from what you're doing. And then like in learning how to not hide you start to realize like how how strong you actually are. You're like, and then I think like you start to develop some detachment to those blowout days. Like whenever yes. you learn to not hide from them, you start to be able to view them through an objective lens. as like a okay, this happened. Yeah, that's. It. I mean,
0: I like I'm not kidding. I see all the time, like in the group and stuff. Like, oh my god, I blew it. I binged. I had three cookies. I'm like, girlfriend. If three cookies is what you think is, is trouble. Like, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's, that's nothing. That is right. nothing. That's you not should have seen my last about. Friday. <laughs> you know, like,
2: yeah. like,
0: like, that's not what it was about. And even in the beginning, like the very, very beginning, I think it was like Mike, What like when you're still in a cut and everything, I remember, like, I remember looking back and literally cutting like, a grape in half just to make whatever it is, 100 grams, right? Because I thought that 103 grams was going to be something, like, insanely different, right? And there I am obsessively cutting a grape. And then I look back at myself right now, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, it's okay. <laughs> like, you can yep. go the two grams over. Like, it's it's that's not real. Like, it's okay, you know? Right. So like there's so much to learn with like these numbers and the triple zeros and the this and the that. And with time, I think it comes, but you're right. Not hiding from it shows you too. And it, and it, on the flip side too, it shows you the kind of like the flexibility. Hey, listen, you know what? If you accidentally mm-hmm. guessed by 10, your world is not going to change. No. You know? So it's, it's nice.
2: Yeah, there's just a lot that comes from like showing up every day, right? Even if your day is less than stellar, or even if it's like a magnificent failure, there's still something to be said for showing up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you put enough days behind you where you're showing up, then ultimately, whether you like it or not, you'll get to a point like where you're at now, where like the option to like go back to who you were doesn't even actually really exist. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like it doesn't. It's like this thing it's it's a motivator and it should stay as a motivator. Like nobody none of us are ever going to tell you like stop thinking about that or anything like that, right? But like you start to come to the realization that like I can't go back there because I'm not that person.
0: You can't unlearn anything. No. You know? Gotcha. And that's and that's the thing too. Like I could never make the choices that I was making previously now. Because now I know, you know, and yeah. I can't, maybe maybe if I wanted to unlearn it, I couldn't, even if I tried. And right. so making those choices, it's not even possible anymore. Right. You know, forget about the mental stuff, but like physically, I probably couldn't eat any of that kinds of stuff now. Sometimes even now when I go out to like dinner, if I you know do everything right and i know i'm going to have this or that you know my stomach's unhappy with me <laughs> oh, yeah so and i'm like
2: funny oh, how that works that, right
0: like knew i would, knew that was going to happen yeah it's an incredible journey in that way
1: yeah it is that whole matrix situation like like once you open that can of worms you can't put it back like it's it's done yeah mm-hmm. it,
2: yeah like the term red pill has been co-opted by some crazy yeah that's why i don't know red it's yeah, but it's totally true. It's like once you once you take like the stronger you red pill of like I'm I'm going to track everything, you know. I'm going to behave in, in the way that like I the person who I want to be would behave. Some some really incredible things start to happen and, yeah. and before you recognize it, you're just along for the ride. You it's like right. you don't have to have a choice in the matter. You're there. <laughs> you know.
0: I mean, it happens to me every day. Every day someone will be like, oh, you want some of this? I'm like, oh, no, thanks, because I'm going to have that.
2: Yeah. You and know? that's what I, what I
1: would say to her. I was like, you know, and, and everyone, I say, just track those days of new blood. It's not for me. It was never for me. Yeah. It's just, you know, it is. My job is to hold a mirror up to your true self and to try to force you to be honest with yourself. That's all coaching is. That's all it is. Yeah. That's all it is. And once we can be true to ourselves, you don't need, you don't need accountability. You, you now it's great. Like I trust me, I have a coach. I know. I mean, I know everything I do and I have a coach every day and 90% of the time, all we do is make sure I don't gain or lose weight. I'm just maintaining. But for me, it helps me to make sure that I don't slide
2: that mirror under the bed. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's why people journal. It's why people do anything that they do. It's like, I often, the way I describe, uh, my fitness pal or anything like that to people is that like i don't actually care if you go out to eat and what you've logged is entirely accurate like i oh. care that you log it because we have we want to have a backlog of your behavior right um, you know so for no other reason than like you can't run away from it uh, mm-hmm. you know it's like in the beginning there's that that initial desire to like no I do want to run away from it because I feel guilty for what I've done and I feel bad for it. And then you hit a point where you turn the corner and you're like I'm not running away from anything. I'm looking yeah. at what I did and this is this is how it went down and what the hell ever. Like it doesn't change the fact that I keep putting one foot in front of the other. And then it goes away from
1: food and it starts going into other stuff. That's why I say one of my favorite things that Kelly ever told me is I remember one day she's like, I want to work out. It was like, she wanted to work out at lunch or something. She's like, so I'm going to go ask my boss for, or like change to change my schedule. I know he's probably going to say no, but I'm going to go in and ask anyways. And I was like, (laughs) <laughs> yeah Ow, that's what it was right. i
0: wanted yeah i wanted yeah. to work out at lunch and so i had to like move my shift and he was gonna say no he said no <laughs> so yeah, i ended but up she's like,
1: but i don't care i'm going in and asking and i'm like who is this person? yes like, yeah like, <laughs> and that to me that was so much bigger than saying i didn't eat cake or i didn't eat drink. it was something that had nothing to do with food
2: at yep. all yeah yep
0: yeah it's
2: incredible no, the, the biggest wins always do come whenever it's like holy hell the new me wouldn't Like I couldn't have never imagined doing that. And and now now I am. Um, Guys, you've both been truly incredible. This has been absolutely awesome. Um, So Kelly, what I want to say to you is best of luck out in the wild on your own. Not because I think that you need it at all. I think anyone that listens to this right now is going to come away from it with a clear understanding that like you're going to own this shit. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So, so enjoy it. Enjoy Thank being you. off in the wild. I
0: mean, I'm not going anywhere too far. I'm, I'm yeah. still like, creeping all over Facebook and Instagram, and i will still, <laughs> I'm still like, you know, every once in a while, I'll drop my bombs of posts here and there. Good, um, good. And I, I mean, I'm not going anywhere, but you know. Good. Technically, I love yeah. the wild though. I think it's hysterical out in yeah. the
2: wild. It is wild out
1: there. Though. That's a the thing. It,
2: it's a wild but, world. It's a wild it, world up there. It
0: really is, though. I'm yeah. telling you, it's crazy. All everybody ever wants to do is eat.
2: It's <laughs> and, true
0: and drink. It's it's true. It's tough, man. It's but true. you know that's all in
2: Thank you for being on Jeb. You got any parting words you want to share for Kelly to send her out into the wild on her own? Maybe like a I'm not giving parting words cuz I expect to at least
1: like at least every couple weeks talk to her. So, <laughs> a little parting words. She's going to be well. You know, Don't you my, worry. my my parting words for Kelly, you've earned all this, you've learned all this, now share it. You know, you're in the position that you can help other people and especially within the group and outside and uh and, and just let them know that this is possible and that
2: that we can change these things, you know, a person at a time.
0: Absolutely.
2: That's it. Well, listen, to so the, the both of you, thank you so much. This was, this was great. I, I can't wait for people to hear it. And I can't wait to hear it with the response that we get. I think it's going to be awesome. Uh, I really do. I think there's going to be a lot of people who come away from this with like a, just a deeper understanding of like what goes on in the midst of a major change.
0: Yeah, I mean, like we like didn't even talk about food, <laughs> like yeah, at yeah.
2: all. Well, to be solely I think Jeb feels me on this. Like that's kind of my favorite way to go about it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean,
1: Tanner and I have pretty similar, yeah,
2: taste uh, yeah.
1: in, in all of this stuff. So
2: yeah, yeah. I like I if we can spend a whole hour not talking about food, but instead okay. talking about like deep stuff, I'm in. <laughs> all so, right. Um, but listen, thank you both to everybody listening at home on the road in your walk to work or wherever you are. Thank you so much. Keep your eyes peeled and your ears tuned. We'll have another episode dropping next week. Talk to you soon. Thanks, Tanner. Sweet.
0: Thanks guys. Stronger You Radio is a broadcast wellness production powered by strongerufit.com Content copyright Stronger You. Executive producer Frank Sardella. Thanks for listening to Stronger You Radio. For more information on the podcast, visit StrongerUPodcast.com.